this is episode 455 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Friday, April 6th, 2018. I am your host, Mark Krishnez, and tomorrow is my father's birthday. He'll be turning 71 years old. He is an old man, and so am I. We're all old men. This is going to be a special episode, and just that I am going to be reviewing Penny Punching Princess, which is available on the Switch and the Vita. The Vita is still alive, and it's alive with princesses that like to punch for pennies. And that's kind of literal. And then I'm also going to talk about a bit of YouTube nonsense that I was dealing with late last night and early, early this morning. And it was very frustrating, but it's all been resolved. Much to my surprise, I thought it was going to be more of a hassle, but everything turned out a-okay. But, Penny Punching Princess, I've been playing this on the Switch, and it is from NIS America, I got a code for it. And it is an arcade beat em up with some interesting mechanics to make it different that also kind of get in the way. Uh, and I, it sucks because I like the mechanics, but I don't know if they can be implemented in a streamlined way that wouldn't be clunky. So the way Penny Punching Princess works is that it's you know an old school aesthetic, blocky characters, thick lines, all that uh, retroish. You want to say? I don't know how many bits you would compare it to, but very colorful, nice looking. A bit blurry on the big screen on the actual Switch handheld. It looks really good. Um, I played it mostly on in dock mode with my Joy-Con grip. I just ordered a Pro Controller, so I'm excited to get that and not use the Joy-Con grip, which is serviceable, but not that great. So the way it works is that you're going around these tiny little levels, beating the crap out of various enemies. But you do that in a lot of games, so they had to throw in something interesting. And there's this whole story and jokes about capitalism. The story isn't all that special, but I do enjoy whenever the narrator chimes in and makes some jokes about capitalism because he's the only character who is voice acted, and the voice acting is really nice and funny, and those bits are always good, but you don't get enough of them and you get a lot of cockroach talking that sounds I don't like Animal Crossing Um, and I just like there's a lot of talking so the whole gimmick though is your princess I don't know if she has a name or if she's just the princess when you're fighting you can pull up a calculator and you can punch in numbers manually or you can automatically do it and you can, you can only use this power, like you have to wait for it to recharge after you use it, but you can bribe enemies. And when you bribe enemies, they are, they disappear from the, the world, from the level, and you then have a certain number of uses of their particular power. So you bribe a dragon, and there are dragons of various sizes, so the, their powers and attacks will be different, but you bribe a, a specific dragon, when you use its power-up that you collected from bribing it, you will then summon it, I guess you'd say, and it would 
throw a fireball, spit a fireball at uh, enemies in the direction you're facing. Uh, you can bribe little heart guys who then will heal you when you use their power up. You can bribe uh, various traps in the environment like uh, these floor flame traps and spinning razor blades and various other traps and you will like there's a cannonball shooter and you can then use those traps against your uh, opponents and it's an interesting mechanic you can also when you finish a level you can use the gold you collected but also the various enemies you've bribed to craft armor or these statues which will give you skill points you can also find skill points in the levels but you're mainly going to be crafting these statues to get more skill points to better improve your your um, princess and it's all cool it's interesting I like it I like it conceptually the problem is it's very clunky to use the calculator in large part because you're attacking enemies and then you have to pull up this calculator which you do so by clicking the left trigger and then when your your little meter is up and you can use your calculator you press the right trigger to automatically fill in the amount for a certain enemy though the enemy that's closest to you so that you can bribe them then you press the a button to bribe them and the Y button, I believe, is attacking. B is roll. A is usually a power attack. And X is, I'm not sure. But the problem with using the calculator is that it is really finicky. In that if you accidentally punch in an amount, you can't just clear it by unlaunching the calculator by, you know, on letting go of the left trigger and then bringing it back up it'll still have that amount in there so you have to clear it and you have to clear it by then using the little d-pad to move your little cursor down to the clear button and then it'll be clear because you can't automatically fill in the amount for an enemy when you've punched in a certain amount because it, it assumes you're using that amount to uh, summon a power up you can give I forget what the term is but you can spend money to give yourself health or make yourself really big and super powerful um, like a bribe to the gods or whatever the gods of the game who will then make you more powerful or heal you etc and it's super frustrating when you're trying to bribe an opponent accidentally punch in five which is where the the cursor defaults and then you're like wait why isn't this working oh there's a five in there I have to clear it out and you're just running around this environment because when you're fighting enemies the way it works is that it closes you off into a small space so it'll bring up spikes from the ground and lock you into a very tight space usually a very tight space sometimes they're a little bit more open but oftentimes it's a pretty tight space and you're surrounded by traps and the enemies even when you're punching them they still push you and they will often push you into traps which is really frustrating and it just becomes a bit of a mess and then you have all these other little menus and things popping up on the screen that just make it all a clunky cluttered mess that is frustrating to control and I'm not a huge fan of the combat because it doesn't always hit you have to be very on point and sometimes you can just be a little bit off center and miss your opponents and 
you can hit the button and just be locked in this animation and get hit from the behind or like you're locked in an attack you push like you're attacking it and it's the enemy sliding to one direction left or right and then slides so that it's no longer being hit by your attack and then attacks you from the side or from behind that's frustrating but the real frustrating thing about the game is that it is too difficult right from the start and it's difficult in a we want you to grind the hell out of this game because that's that's what the point of the game is it's about going into levels replaying them grinding them because every time you bribe these like i said when you bribe enemies they are also returned to your base so that you can use them to craft these statues or craft armor um so that you can then better upgrade your uh, your princess whether it be through skills or armor and you need to just start doing this way too soon in the game and it's frustrating because i think i enjoy grinding i i like that i enjoy games where i have to grind a lot but i like to have a little bit of space between i i don't want to feel like i have to grind in the first 30 minutes of a game uh, of starting up a game and i'd say you know w- uh, when you get to the first boss which is i think the fifth level of the first area uh, the first chapter you're all you'll already probably feel like you need to grind a bit to improve your character and that's just a bit frustrating i think there are some cool ideas in the game but i don't feel like they come together in a way that works and i i wonder if it could work because the calculator thing is neat, but it's it's just clunky that you have to pull it up and then press the right trigger to automatically bring up that amount, but you can accidentally press in a number and then you have to delete it and, that, and just that whole situation. Like it, it would probably feel so much better if when you released the calculator and brought it back up, it was resetted. Because like, why am I going to put in a certain number to bribe the guys to improve my character before uh, a combat scenario so that I'll have it ready and then I could do that. I Maybe people will. I don't. So I would rather just reset every time I close it because that would, that would make it so much easier. That would make the, the levels of frustration using the calculator so much less. Uh, so, um, But then I also don't like exactly the way the bribing system works in that I don't like having the power-ups. I wish, I th- I thought when I heard about it, I was like, oh, this will be awesome. I'll be able to bribe these enemies and then they'll, they'll follow me around and attack enemies. I'll be able to create my own little posse and they'll just tag along like, you know, Pikmin or Lemmings or something or that nimble bit quest or whatever it was on iOS. That That is the game I thought of first, but I feel like nobody even knows what that is or remembers it. Um, but I thought that's how it would work. Like I, I would, it would be like Snake. I would bribe one of these enemies, and then they'd be behind me, and they'd just be following me and attacking enemies. And that wasn't the case. And that was kind of disappointing. I thought it'd be cool to have my own little posse, um, as opposed to being able to use the power of a, a certain enemy that I use. Um, but yeah, it's something I'll play a little bit more. But I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be able to keep me playing it for 
a, a very, very long time because I, I hate feeling like I need to grind almost immediately from the start of the game. And the the combat is just a little bit too frustrating. I think, I, I don't know if it'll be patched, but I would really like it. Or even if there was just an option in the menus to turn off or to have it reset, the calculator reset every time you reset it. Um, there's also a, a mechanic in it where when you beat up opponents to a, a certain extent, they'll kind of freeze up and it'll say break over them. And then when that happens, it wants you, the game wants you to rotate the right analog stick to make them just spew out money like a fountain. And that's cool and good because it'll provide you with more coins to bribe enemies or, you know, when you're going back to your little castle to purchase upgrades and statues and all that jazz. But that feels really weird because the game doesn't freeze up. You'll have under other enemies attacking you at that same time. So it's like you're moving around and then you're taking your hand, your fingers off of the attack buttons to rotate and just avoiding the other enemies. And it, it doesn't feel good. It feels weird to take this, take a break from the action to rip all these coins out of an enemy while other enemies that are not in break mode are still coming after you and potentially attacking you. So, yeah, I, I feel like there are a lot of cool ideas in Penny Punching Princess, but they don't come together to make a, a fun experience. It's more frustrating than fun. And that sucks because I was really looking forward to this. And, yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to see some, a, a patch to just fix it a little bit. But, you know, maybe other people won't think it's broken. But I think it's a bit broken currently. And, yeah, so that that's Penny Punching Princess. So, YouTube. I woke up and found out that last night I got some copyright claims on two of my YouTube videos and then they kept coming over the course they kept coming until I think 7ish central time and they were on two of my videos my both of my pixelated playtime videos for Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy and I was confused because when I looked at them and saw what the content was that was being claimed and who more so who was claiming the copyright uh it was from I don't even remember who the uh I want to see if I still have any of those emails or if I or if I deleted all of them cuz it's all been uh wrapped up everything's good they've they've rescinded all their copyright claims They're like no our bad but the thing that was most alarming was that the the person like it was an organization or whatever that was doing the claiming and the person they were doing the claims for was another YouTuber with a few hundred more subscribers than me who was just some random guy and I was I was very confused when it happened because it it, it seemed like bullshit and it was bullshit I, his YouTube page just has him playing a bunch of like old looking. I don't even know if they're old looking or if they're just cheap free to play, you know, like shareware, freeware 
uh, trivia game show type things. And he has no ownership clearly over Wheel of Fortune or Jeopardy. So what could he be claiming? My commentary while playing the games? He's claiming that he owns my commentary of the game? It was all very weird and frustrating, and I, I did not like it. So it was, yeah, good news. After reviewing your dispute, add rev ENT underscore managed has decided to release their copyright claim on your video, on your YouTube video. And the, the, the weird thing, too, was that the, the Jeopardy one had maybe four claims on it, I think. The Wheel of Fortune one had, when all was said and done, I think 14. And the funny thing about it was that there would be one that was, like, from 119 to 330. And then another copyright claim for 119 to 331. And then one for 121 to 331. And it was just like, what? what is this nonsense? And it's clearly just bullshit. Because I also, I googled this ad rev ENT and there's other people talking about how they just, I guess, are trying to find things in the public domain or trying to find loopholes for any kind of bullshittery. And I, from what I read, it sounded like they don't give up these claims. But they did it with me. So that was that was a pleasant surprise. I was really expecting that this might be a nasty, annoying battle. Because I also found out when you dispute a claim, YouTube is like, we're not doing anything. We're just going to send this, this dispute to the, the copyright, the person who claimed the copyright ownership and all that. And they will be able to make up their mind if, if what you're saying is true or not. I'm like, what happens if they just lie? Like, a, uh, it's like, uh, we're YouTube. We don't like this. Is showing me that YouTube's copyright claiming system is a bit busted, and maybe needs to be uh, looked at a bit deeper, or maybe needs some more hands-on uh, time. I don't know, but that was that was a fun a fun experience. And then, because I don't want to just end it right there. Well, especially not without ever talking about Into the Breach in this episode. I was playing some more Into the Breach. And I love that game. <laughs> Are you surprised to hear that? But one thing I'm really appreciating as I'm playing more with teams and squads that I'm not uh, fond of or I wasn't fond of initially is that most every team while they have their weaknesses, they have their strengths too, and they could be surprisingly strong if you really start to figure out how to best use them. I was playing with the, I forget what team it is, but the one that, ooh, it has the big, the big mech who can grab an enemy and throw them over his head onto another an adjacent tile. And I found out that that team is incredibly powerful from a defensive standpoint and from just it, it it is a team that is really good for spatial attacks and defense and just messing with enemy placements and positioning them in a way to attack each other and stuff like that and it's it's a really cool team and I ended up doing really well with them I think I finished it with three islands finished or something but I I had a blast with them. I was so surprised because 
I remember the first time I, I played with them, I was like, oh, God, I don't, I don't like this. This is so weird. Um, but I'm starting to grow fond of every squad. Some, you know, there are mechs Dylan squads that I don't like as much, which makes the random squad uh, generator interesting because the, the first time I did that, I think I mentioned it, it gave me a bunch of mechs that I don't like all in one team. And that was a disaster. That one failed horribly. But that that's part of the fun in doing randomly generated teams. So, yeah. Into the breach. Uh, I feel like I just want to uh, make some kind of excuse to talk about it each and every episode. And anyway, not anyway, this is going to be the end. Also, I almost bought a PSVR. I would have. I want to get it for my dad's birthday because he was talking about it. And he seemed more interested in it now they had Adele for 200 bucks plus a $25 gift card but when I put it in my cart it came up as 240 and nothing worked and then I dealt with Dell customer service which was uh, one of the worst experiences I've ever had with customer service they just left me waiting for like 15 minutes at a time and then provided me with absolutely no information they just repeated what I said back to them and then they basically just said hey you know something you just Things go on sale sometimes, and you know sometimes they they go on sale again. We'll we'll let you know when it's on sale again. Whatever. I just ended that conversation. I was like, thank you for wasting my time, and that I was done. Uh, so that didn't happen. But what did happen is this show, this podcast, and what's happening right now is the end of it. I am your host once again, Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Xbox Live, Monomous, Steam and all the usual places at PX Sausage. On PSN, I am the Kush 3 The site is, of course, PixelatedSausage.com, where you can find this podcast and the Pixelated Paranormal podcast, which are also available on podcast services across the globe, like Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher Radio. And you can also find the art I do on Pixelated Sausage or by going to PXSArt.com. And if you'd like to support the site in general and everything we do, go over to patreon.com slash pxs and like i mentioned earlier in the show youtube.com slash pixelated sausage is where you can find the video version of this podcast or the various videos i do like reviews of anime i just put out my review of killing bites which finally came out on amazon what a miracle it came out a few hours after i sent a, a message to their customer support so i like to think i had something to do with it even though i know i didn't but um yeah i don't know what i was saying oh yeah youtube anime reviews pixelated playtime all what have you there's currently i just i think it was earlier this morning put up the the video for metropolis lux obscura so check that out and then sometime soon maybe probably tomorrow i would say I'll be putting up a video of me playing some Penny Punching Princess on the old Switch. So look forward to that. I think that will be... Is that my first video from the Switch after docking it? It could be. Oh, my God. Okay. Bye. Bye.